What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. Anybody know the purpose of this podcast? Why we do this, Super Dave? You bet. It's to talk about all things JFW. I like that. Excellent. Welcome back, Jim, Brother Dave, Super Dave, and our first time ever repeat guest, JR. Hello, everybody. Good morning. How's it going, everybody? Morning, everybody. Good morning, Jose. Good morning, Jose. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully this podcast is good, you guys, because we're struggling this I think I think it's become a habit. Every morning, Jose says good morning. That's and why. I did. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, good morning, Jose. Buenos días, Jose Tocayo. Wow. Oh, Every man. morning. <laughs> and we're not making fun of you, Jose. We appreciate you saying good morning. We're making we really fun of do. Super Dave. Trust us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh man. As you guys know. Anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just Jose's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 26 stats. Did okay. We had 258 downloads. But I got to say, episode 24, that was the episode Chris Bean was on, 413 downloads. Wow. I don't know. I think Chris is creating like different Podbean accounts and listening to him (laughs) to drive his numbers up. Because that's that is definitely the uh, record, and then uh, Austin Lovejoy, he's uh he's on our Facebook, and he sent us a message saying podcasts are awesome, and he was just finishing up listening to episode three. Next thing I know, I see uh, Super Dave's got a interview set up with him, and I was like, hey, that Austin Lovejoy guy, he's been listening to the podcast, and he told you he's listened to all of them, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very cool. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate you listening, Austin. Yeah, absolutely. Jam, what do you what do you attribute the ones with Chris Beam to? I, I mean, in all seriousness, what what drives that? I don't know. You huh. know, it could be he may have told people about it. Maybe people want to hear Chris. Maybe it was just that good, or I don't know. But it's seventy five over any other one. Yeah, probably. that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so. you know, Chris, for, you should be hosting these. He should be. <laughs> You know, I will give you the key. Somebody that has so much knowledge, also that attracts people. I think. Yes. Yeah. Somebody that wants to learn something, uh, any of us or even myself, I, I can definitely say that 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 type of a person attracts uh, a person that wants to learn something new. So I think Chris is that type of person. Yeah. One way to find out, because Jr., this is your second podcast. We could compare <laughs> your numbers and then have Chris back on and see if that thing blows up again. If right. it does, then we need to have him on every week. Yeah. So, absolutely. Should have told you guys this way we were pre-gaming here, but uh, just been talking to my pastor and I've been talking to my therapist and my wife and uh, I just been a little wore out and they tell me it's because I'm too much of a people pleaser. So I'm done pleasing people, if that's okay with you guys. <laughs> I thought that was going to be your dad joke. That is it a is. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is going to be a rough podcast. <laughs> He reels you in every week. Every single week. He's like, uh, Don't get me started again, huh? Does it go along with the tapping? Yes. Oh. It's time for the dad joke challenge. Oh. Well, I've kind of been struggling for a joke, Jam. And do you guys remember the joke I told you about my spine? No. It was about a week back. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got jam on that one. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, well, I'm going to blend the trucker and dad joke together. So, did you hear about the the uh, trucker that was hauling, got caught speeding, hauling a load of donkeys? No. Yeah, you got a ticket for hauling ass. Hey, that's a good clean dad joke. That was, yeah. Yep. Well, it's uh, it's finally it's finally nice out, guys. Hot weather, it's coming in, and yeah, I finally lost all my winter fat. I got spring rolls now. Hey, <laughs> Jr. coming through. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yep. Yep. New drivers, we got Franco Perez. Welcome to the fleet, so Franco. So I don't get a dad joke? <laughs> oh. I thought your joke was earlier. <laughs> it was. <laughs> this is the craziest podcast. Super Dave, what do you got? I think we're all on helium or something, man. <laughs> So, what do you call a man with a rubber toe? <laughs> I know that one. Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, Super Dave, can I continue? <laughs> New drivers, we got Franco Perez. Welcome to the fleet, Franco. And he's actually changing with Gerardo. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. And then let's welcome Mackenzie Hoover to the Wash Bay. She just started up this week. We talked about that situation on the podcast last week, so. Yeah, welcome, yeah. you guys. Yeah, welcome, Franco. Welcome, Mackenzie. Welcome aboard. Welcome, guys. Celebrations. We got birthdays. We got Dustin Romero's birthday was this past Sunday. Troy Hunt was on Monday. Mitch Brenner, happy birthday today, buddy. And then uh, Joe Graziosa, his birthday's coming up, I believe, this weekend, if not Friday. Uh, happy birthday, everybody. Yeah. yeah, happy birthday, Dustin, Troy, Mitch, Joe. Anniversaries, Ricky DeLeon's hitting two years tomorrow. On Ricky. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Glad to have you, Ricky. Yep. Jack Oquendo Mejia, two years on the 29th. And Mason Robinson, two years on the 30th. Well, all, not that everybody's not all great, but good guys. Glad to see him here for, for that long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely good guys. It's always good to see the guys that are here for a year two years mm -hmm. just yeah. you know seeing that they're here <clears throat> yeah hopefully yeah. they're just getting their career started with yeah. us yeah i stopped by uh troy hunt had a very small surprise birthday party me and my wife stopped by there and we're sitting there and this dude comes in and troy introduces us and he's like oh yeah the guy that didn't hire me and i'm like what he's like yeah you know so and so referred me over there and his friend was my friend and then i Moved him over to Super Dave because I'm not hiring people anymore. And you didn't hire the guy, and he was a little bit out of shape to the point where I had to actually be like, you know what, I'm not at work right now. You know, but I know I could tell why you didn't hire him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah. another culture interview, and he wasn't passing that oh, one either, huh? It was rough, man. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, shout outs. Want to give a shout out to, uh, well, Dale wants to give, give a shout out to everyone for doing a great job. Their first day on the electronic ticket system in Axon. Yeah, and jump in there, Jam. We've we've been interviewing, and we're going to talk about it later in the podcast. But we've been interviewing the new guys. I think we've mentioned it a couple times. Trying to meet with them at their third or fourth week being with us, and how's their training going? How's their trainers going? 
or how's our trainers doing? Um, you know, what can we do different? What can we do better? Is there something we're missing? Are you upset about anything? And really a common thread with how many, how many guys do you think we've met with now? 10 at least 10. 10, but the common thread you guys, and we wanted to make a big point of it this morning is they all rave about their trainers and what a good job the trainers have done. Um, you know, it's things like they're fair, not fair. That wouldn't be a good description. They're patient. You know, they don't get upset. If they don't know something, they don't make them feel like they're, they're stupid. I think that was one of the comments. You know, we just, get that a lot, Jim. Right? Yeah. I'm I mean, surprised was, how often. Yeah, where you're that just we've gotten that. You know, you just looked at like you're an idiot, and and the trainers take the time. They teach them. They teach them the the correct way. They're involved. I mean, really, you guys, the the just a lot of wonderful feedback about the trainers. So hopefully, we don't miss anybody, you guys. And if we missed your name, you know, please, I don't know, email me and and I'll say it on next week's podcast. But we have. Manny that's training, Ray, Troy, Mike, Johnny, Ron, Don, Kurt, Jimmy, Dustin, and then I think Aladdin and Gerardo have also helped train once at least. And brand new. Brand new at training. So, you know, guys, jump in there if you guys, you know, want to say something else about them. Just, you know, they're doing great. Thank you, you guys. Yeah, I know we don't really know too much about uh, Aladdin or Gerardo's training style yet, but thanks for stepping up, guys. That's a big, big, big help to JFW. It's a big help for Super Dave to have a couple more names in that roster of people to go to, so good job for stepping up, and great job to the guys that are already doing it. You know, patience is uh, is a hard thing for some people, and, you know, you guys are doing something not everybody could do, including myself. Yeah, they, they definitely have a heart of a teacher. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot. You know, it's definitely a talent. And uh, I want to thank everybody personally because I ask a lot of times, say, hey, can you train next week? And I get a lot of no's. But um, <clears throat> they volunteer literally every time I ask. And it's not, I don't believe, because I'm, you know, holding them over the barrel or anything like that. I think they say yes because they really care. And they want to contribute to the success of that new driver. Um, they want to contribute to the success of JFW, and uh, that comes from the heart. So I really want to thank you from from my heart. Yeah, I, I just want to emphasize, <clears throat> I had never really realized in the past how much they, uh, how much effort, not only the effort that it takes, but how much they are affecting these new people's career here. I mean, it is literally, they're covering so many things, but these new people are truly, truly affected by everything you've done. They're touched in a, in a manner that just I just hadn't really realized until now after having these interviews with so many of the new guys or gals that it, it is powerful. What, what you are leaving that new person with is a legacy of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, not only JFW, but... You are providing them everything you know, your knowledge. You are you are in control of how you're shaping that, molding that piece of clay. Yeah, really. that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you, speak. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. you can think about it this way. You know, we train every day. Every day we go out driving. Every day we do a pre-trip, post-trip. It's training regardless of how much you already know how to do your job. 
you're still training. It's kind of like a doctor's practice. You know, you're practicing it every day, mm-hmm. but it becomes more stressful when you actually have to train somebody new. Yeah. So yeah, definitely props to all the trainers that step up to to take on that. You know, the patience and and the level that they have to be at to to transfer all that knowledge over. Absolutely, <laughs> training will make you better at your job too. I mean, when you got to teach it, you got to be an expert at it. So. But uh, Brother Dave, you're talking about somebody's first experience when they walk in the door at JFW. JR's playing, playing a really big role of that. I mean, Super Dave is their very first experience with the, with the interview. And then he also onboards them. But now JR has actually created this orientation PowerPoint that's amazing. But before we jump into and JR used to be a trainer as well. So, right. And as a safety director... There's still a lot of training going on. But, uh, JR, you've had a lot go on since the last podcast. Did you have your house the last time you were on the podcast? Or? Uh, I don't even remember. I don't think I did. I don't did. think so. So congratulations Thank on your you. house. And I think you're getting ready to go to Mexico next week. I am. I'm preparing for a long road trip. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, you're man. driving, so, huh? About 18 hours to get oh, down there. Wow. Mm. Man. Yeah, you're going to feel like a trucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're going to run an e-log on Yeah, yes. I'm just going to ask that, Dave. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm definitely preparing the, the what time I want to leave the house and where I'm going to stop. And, yeah, and, you know, it's funny pre-trips post-trips that kind of thing i'm already checking out the vehicle making sure tires are good making sure suspension's good oil oil change's already been done things nice. like that you know i have a vested interest of you taking good care of that truck so <laughs> you know i am treat her right <laughs> um what did i want to say you were talking about you know where you're going to stop and you you already have everything planned out you know a lot of times in truck driving it's important that you come up with a plan but then you got to run your plan Right, so in trucking, like you'd be like, all right, I'm gonna drive 600 miles. I'm gonna stay at this hotel, and then you get there and you're like, ah, I could drive another hundred miles or whatever it was. Well, back in the day, you could get get away with that stuff. Not anymore. But make sure you're running your plan, Jr. Don't just come <laughs> up with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I said, we check. You know, you're gonna go on a road trip, and I think this happens with anybody that's you know maybe has a little common sense when you're mm-hmm. going to go on a long road trip you check your vehicle out you want your family safe yeah right and i think that uh that gets a little lost sometimes here at work um people think oh it's just my job the truck is good you know it was good yesterday it was good last week we're good mm-hmm. to go and you know we try to preach that sometimes like no you got to check your truck every day man you yeah. don't realize how many miles you're running a day yeah yep check yeah, it off sure. With the amount of miles we drive, you got to make sure that thing's ready to go all the time. So getting back to the um, new person experience here at JFW, JR, what made you put that orientation PowerPoint together? Uh, I think it was a collaboration of our steering committee meetings that we would have just uh, listening to what everybody's thoughts were on where we needed to be, what we needed mm-hmm. as a team here. Um listening to the trainers themselves also because we do get a lot of feedback from them you know this it would be a good idea of this or that you know and one of the uh, uh, biggest things was and that we all know was that there's just so much information fed to these uh, to the new teammates that that uh, when you're driving you're focused on driving you know you're, you're focused on learning the pits the CV channels you're you're focused on that process so when the trainer actually is in the passenger seat, you know, spewing off the attendance policy and, and uh, you know, our benefits here, whether it be health or retirement or whatever, you know, that's kind of information that's great to know, 
but it's information that's going one ear and going out the other because they're just so much more focused on something different and sure. uh, providing a relaxed environment on their first day i think goes a long way and yeah. and we can take the time to to sit down with whether it's one person or two or i believe the the biggest group we had was four three or four people mm-hmm. on uh starting on day one and even then it's just it, it's just more impactful that we can can take the first day and just you know be classroom time yeah i think it's been super impactful i mean we've noted noticed a difference in our culture meetings uh the people are coming back with more information and I think it just really adds to a positive onboarding experience. What do you think, guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's even though we talk about being fed with a fire hose because we have so much information, but you know, just that information is is power, and then you know that communication. You know, if we're not doing either one of those, whether it's a lot or not, we're just we're stepping backwards. Mm-hmm. I just love how we're always trying to evolve and make make the whole environment and experience better. I mean, it just I mean, we've been hiring people for 35, 40 years, you know, and here we are still trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, just continually trying to make it better. So for me, I'm proud of that. Absolutely. JR, do you enjoy doing that class? I actually do. I, I, uh, you know, funny when, when I was growing up, I was very, very shy. I was not communicative the way I am now. Not so outspoken, I guess. I was afraid to do anything that had to do with public speaking and I still get a little nervous about it and stuff like that but um over the years I've kind of found my confidence in things like that and I do enjoy to train it's different training in the truck though I I can definitely say it's stressful especially when you get somebody that's you have a little bit of a harder time training but uh but at the end I love the result at the end especially when that person uh, you know, ingests and digests all that information that mm-hmm. we just fed that person. Yeah. Being able to sit down and, and like Jim said, information is power, knowledge is power. And, and I like giving that power to, to our guys. That's awesome. I could say I've definitely seen your confidence evolve in the last year for sure. Just even making this PowerPoint and some of the ideas that you're bringing to the table, JR, are great. And then uh, I want to thank you for helping me with the Samsara platform because JR, it's pretty cool because he sits right next to me now. <laughs> so does Scooby. <clears throat> and uh, he'll be like, oh, check this out. You know what I mean? And he's got a different set of eyes on Samsara, figuring out some things that I missed or didn't see yet. Or No, it's just nice to have a partner on that. So I appreciate that, JR. Well, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you, guys. You know, I think uh, I think only one evolves uh, depending on who, who you choose to, to learn from. Well, and then, you know, just, just applying yourself, JR. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you've applied yourself. You recognize that you were, you were shy and you need to do this. And, you know, you took the situation from the steering committees and, and made that. And, that, you know, that's fantastic. It's, yeah. a, it's good to better yourself and, and grow. You know? And the nice thing about JFW is you're developing your job, JR. Yeah. You're turning into what you want it to be, awesome. you know. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And the Samsara platform, that is, I mean, just a little bit, you've helped me, Jam. My question is, if you're not in it all the time, yeah. and, you know, trying to hunt around, it was like, you know, the following distance, you guys, when, like, Jam's like, ah, that's just too close. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't look bad on the screen. And Jam finally said, uh, that little icon right there that said 0.5, you know, and we said it last yeah. week, but yeah. it, I was so concentrated on the vehicle, I didn't even see the, the icon. So, right. yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. 
I've been. I'm I'm a little intimidated by the samsara because <laughs> there's so much to it, I guess. But you know, then I have to stop and think. Well, wait a minute. I learned zonar, and then geotab came along, and I was like, oh my god. And I learned geotab, so I'll, I'll get it. It's pretty intuitive, actually. Uh, I mean, there's certain things somebody will have to show you. You just wouldn't know. But like Jim said, if you're on there, you know, just kind of, you know, browsing and scrolling and doing right. things, you'll figure it out. You know, sometimes you got to put your feet to the fire. You know, if nobody's around and you got to pull a video of an accident, you're going to figure out how to do it pretty quick. But uh, Rob White, yesterday we got him set up and uh, I wanted to show him how to, you know, use tags to find the bulkers and I mean, literally, he got the email, set it up, and then he came in and he's like, "Oh yeah, this filter's right here." So he's, yeah. you know, he's a computer All guy. Over it. Yeah, and it's it is intuitive. Super Dave, you'll pick it up easily. You got to get on there though. Yeah, it's, you, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to do it. And honestly, I mean, I keep bragging about it and bragging about it. It's not perfect. I know their dispatch isn't completely happy with the overview and the mapping and. You know, but it does everything you need it to do. It's just a little different. Uh, so is it? Is there some things that could be better about it? Probably, but you could also make suggestions right there on the platform, and if they get enough of that suggestion, they will change it. They did over 200 updates to their platform last year, just on, you know, not all suggestions by people, but, you know, they're, they're constantly evolving as well, but it's been nice. It's been... Yeah, what I like about it, Jim, is the... <clears throat> I agree with dispatch. There's some dispatch things that just when you look at would be easier just at quick glance, right? Mm -hmm. But what's different between this, between the Samsara and the Geotab that we were using prior is this is interactive. Once you set up these zones, it's communicating with you. Right. Where Geotab was strictly one way. Right. If you needed to know something, you had to, you had to go find it. You had to go look it up. You yep. had to investigate it. You had to do all that stuff. Where this... I mean, we can set up these platforms, not platforms, but geofences. Yeah. You enter that or you leave that or you yeah. speed through that or yeah. what time you leave that or whatever the case. So I don't know that dispatches really had the time to actually sit down and I don't want to say understand, but realize, wait a minute, there's some things we can add to this that it will let us right. know when a truck gets here or there or, you know what I mean? There's just a lot to it. So, yeah, it's. We have some stuff to learn for sure, but yes, yeah. it's, it's better. And we got plenty of time to do it. Yeah, you know. But if uh, if you're listening and you got a question about Geotab or you uh, Geotab Samsar, whether you're a driver, dispatch, leadership, whatever, whatever it is, billing, come talk to me because we'll figure it out. You know, if I can't figure it out, I got a team of people at Monarch mm -hmm. and Samsara that are willing to help. And by the way, if you're thinking about getting a Samsara camera. Definitely contact me so I could put you in touch with the Monarch people. They're the people that actually got us all set up, and they did a great job. So, and they'll they'll do a one vehicle camera. I don't know about that. I mean, it, right? Isn't that what you meant? If you were, I meant like if somebody is interested in the system. Oh, like gotcha. Maybe another company. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to go in straight to Sam. Sorry, we want to go into Monarch. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> little plug. Yeah. <laughs> little, little yeah. Plug absolutely. Yeah, they've been great. Though. Yeah, they've been, been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your typical. Thing. you know the one experience i'm not completely happy about is our actual rep at samsara i'm not really understanding what he does because i could either get it from monarch or customer service at this point 
I just don't understand his role, and he's not very pleasant to deal with. But mm. other than that, it's, it's been great. I mean, he's not a complete jerk or anything. I'm just like, <laughs> well, you're you're taking my message and giving it to this person. I'll just go right to them. You yeah, know what I mean? right. Yeah. Where, where are we at? How many cameras do we have left? In I think we're at, I could look it up. I got Sam Sara pulled up. I think we have 85 installed. Wow. But I mean, close. Yeah, and there's been not a hiccup, but the reason they... Last night was the first night no cameras were installed. And I'm not really sure why. They might have had a busy night and, you know, prioritizing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, we have 85 cameras installed. Wow. You know, there's 18 left, and I think six of those are, are, are pickup trucks. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty dang close. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, those guys killed it. Yeah, thanks, so. Shop. Yep. Absolutely. Jim, you have written most of the rest of the outline, <laughs> so I'm gonna let you MC it, and we'll jump in as we see fit. Ah, perfect. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I just want to start off. A lot of it's information. You know, you've probably heard us joke here in the podcast that this is going to be a good one. I, I'm, I hopefully it doesn't get boring because we're trying to spit out a lot of stuff and go over things, but hopefully we can keep it lively in a roundtable here, or, or that's what we'll do. Uh, first thing I want to get out of the way here is how important you guys' jobs are and stuff. And, you know, maybe this is a just a tiny bit more directed to the, the powder guys and our bulk division. But we, we talked about it, but we recently had a, a mess up at Signature Stone up in Greeley. Um, they have a single bin or, or hopper or silo is, is the correct name. And so just one silo, but it's actually split in the center with ash, fly ash and cement. So easily messed up, but two labeled pipes. But anyway, the short story is, you guys, we put fly ash on top of their cement, right? Or vice versa. doesn't matter. Yeah, we, fly, yeah. fly ash on top of the cement. Yeah. Cement and a fly ash. ash oh, yeah, we haul the fly ash. Yeah. So anyway, you guys, big mess up. And, and, and it's an accident, okay? We get that, but that's where I just wanted to do a little bit of preaching about everybody paying t attention to their jobs and how important a thing was or what they what you guys do is, you know, and, and it ended up costing us $15,000, you guys, is what we had to give Signature Stone in credit. And we shut them down for the afternoon that it happened. They do run at night, so they had to shut down their night crew. And then uh, JR and Scooby and a couple of the rock trailers went up and we spent the whole day pulling out of their hopper the ruined cement and fly ash mixed together. And to do that, they had to run it through the plant. They had to add sand and water and, and JR, it, it was a mess and time consuming and at least 10 hours you were up there, if not more, right? Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was definitely a job at hand just because you can't, we were not the way that place is set up it's not like you can just pull inside and you know have a loader bucket which is pretty big and fill that up and then go fill up the uh uh our end dumps right but uh instead we're we're relying on on the equipment that signature stone had which is the little hoppers that they have to fill up their precast and that's what eventually we had to do they just bring that out from the from the plant which was i'd say a good 150 feet away over to the bucket of the loader they had outside, fill that thing up, which was about a good four or five trips, and then put that into the trucks. Yeah, wow. And, you know, they, they work, Signature Stone worked with us. We, you know, they helped us out. We helped them out. But 
they were still, they lost all that production, you guys, and, and they paid their people while we were there all day cleaning up our mess because, you know, they're a good company. They're like us. They were, they were having to pay their people that had nothing to do. They can't just send them home because, you know, JFW screwed up. So just want to quickly mention again, you know, you guys' jobs are so important. Please pay attention. Please slow down like we talk all the time. And, you know, to touch on the gravel side, it's the th same thing we mentioned, you know, with the golf load. Sometimes it's mixed with really expensive fertilizers. And you, you know, you show up with rock or, or pea gravel in the load, that's a problem. The salt, sometimes we haul, you know, we haul salt and, and sand and you, you put that in, a, in, in through a concrete plant and we batch a load of, of mud, we've got it messed up. So uh, it, it, it looks simple or you guys might think you're not doing anything, but what we do here is so important. And we, we've talked in that one podcast, we're building Colorado and we have to bring quality to that. Those, those stones and bricks and blocks that Signature Stone make, they have a certain kind of quality that they need to meet and we help them do that. So yeah, just to you know, put that to bed, cost us a lot of money, but please everybody pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, and that 15,000 was just what we're having to pay out of pocket. Yeah. That 15,000 doesn't include paying Scooby and JR to go up there and work all day. It didn't include paying the three rock trailers to go up there and work all day. It didn't include what we lost having the three rock trailers go up there using our money instead of earning it. Uh, it didn't include the two operators that Signature Stone provided. They didn't charge us for their forklifts running for the 10 hours it took to unload. It didn't include Pat's time staying late because it was super cold out and uh, the material freezing in the trailers. They, he had to warm it up with warm water over there at plant 11 and try and get the load out and i mean there was there's a lot more money than just the 15,000 we agreed on paying additional for that situation so what jim's getting at is it is critical every move that you make we talk about it almost on a weekly basis about your trailer being clean about sweeping off your tailgate being the best you can be you know we we talk about when super dave does an interview are we truly meeting that person we're interviewing or are we meeting their representative? You know, so that proof is in the pudding. When you see a driver going down the road and his tailgate is all swept off and he or she's doing a great job in traffic and not changing lanes abusively and whatnot, you, you see what representative you've gotten. Did you get the one that was just there for the interview or do you have the real deal? So it's important. Every move we make is so important you know, in, in all aspects of what we do. So it is just critical. We can't drive it home enough. You know, as a matter of fact, just solely because of that incident, you know, thank goodness that didn't happen at an operation like Brandon. We just had uh, Scooby yesterday clarified at the West plant, at uh, Union plant, and at Central plant. We went through and put special locks We've kind of had a somewhat of a system, but we just verified all locks are on all the fly ash connections at all the, the three plants we deliver powder to. That way we can't truly screw up and put fly ash in a cement or something like that. So yeah, we're again, trying to be better, trying to move on and do the right thing and, and move on from there. We could have you know, told Signature Stone, hey, pack sand, you know, that's your fault. Why didn't your guy come out and verify what we were doing? But that's not how we do business. We could have probably tried to argue the 15,000 that we agreed upon, you know, and bantered it down a little bit, but we screwed up. We made the mistake. 
you know, yeah, they may have agreed to less money, but the fact is we wouldn't have even been up there or had this conversation if we didn't screw up. So that was kind of how Jim and I look at running the business and, you know, how things need to be. That's the right thing. We talk about our creed all the time. And for us, that's honest value for those we serve. And that's what we're asking for from our employees. Honest value for those that we serve. Are you providing that? Are you providing honest value for those we serve? Because that's how we try and move forward on a daily basis. Yeah, you're spot on. And, and not to keep preaching about it, Dave, but as you as you talk, you know, it just gives me ideas and ideas. And you definitely mentioned we, and we always try to do that as we. And, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll single a driver out. You know, a couple of the notes I have down here later, I, I'll talk about a couple drivers and stuff. But, you know, that also, the we part of it, that, you know, we screwed up and we did this, that also takes money out of all of our pockets. Yeah. You know, it affects all of our stuff. You know, just like when we when we gave out the raises in the beginning of the year, that be, that comes from all of your hard work. And when there's incidents like this, that lowers that that basic bank account that we can do that out of. So, Absolutely, yeah. The, the possibility to be better. And and you guys mentioned the fifteen thousand dollars just for that. And for those of you that don't know. <clears throat> signature stone silo is one silo cut in half and i believe we can only fit maybe one load in there about 25 30 tons yep that's what we ended up messing up and that cost us 15 grand plus you know everything else you mentioned brother dave i can't imagine how much it would be if if it was at central or union oh, where they have JR. huge silos they're like four times bigger than that you know for each product and then shut their production down yeah yeah, let's take a lot that, of drivers. Let's take that twelve hundred yards and shut it down and send it someplace else, Jr. Yeah, right yeah. Not. Scooby was—he made a comment to me yesterday. He said, "Well, we need some special locks at the West Plant. We—I don't think we can do that." He said, "Man, those lids to, for the locks for that are one hundred and thirty-six bucks each." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "That's cheap. That's cheap. <laughs> right. Oh my God, really? Get three. I don't care. We need to cover this. You know what I mean? That is just protecting our future. That." That 136 bucks, and I, I actually kind of think Scooby was a little taken back by that. I'm like, that's just a business decision, man. If we can spend 136 and save a $50,000 mistake, because I guarantee you we screw up at, at Brandon, it's 50K. And it'd just be turned over to the insurance and we would lose our ass. I mean, you, you think about locks on your house, your door, your shed, you know, where you're protecting, I don't know, thousands of dollars or something that's priceless such as your life yeah a hundred dollar a hundred dollar lock on your door or 200 whatever they go now that is priceless in yep. itself to try to protect what you have good you analogy Jerry. Yep. yeah yeah let's go buy that 50 dollar deadbolt right yep yeah you guys are talking about we and at the end of the day it is jfw but that came down to one driver who wasn't engaged and not paying attention you know what i mean and it, it, it kind of made everyone at jfw look bad you know, so and it truly know. does come down to one person, Jim. You know, usually, I mean, any one of us together. We hired them, we sent them out there, we trained them, right? So I get that part. Yeah, but man, just put down your TikTok and pay attention to what you're doing, and that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we don't send everybody out to push the shopping cart back in the little container there at the <laughs> shopping at the store, right? Right. That one person has to do that spot, yeah. spot on. Yeah. So. You know, the, the worst part about that is is because of technology. You know, it's supposed to make us better, but unfortunately, in this case, it made us worse. <laughs> it's distracting. And, and, and the bad thing is, it's out there for the public to see. 
That's that's right. one thing that I've always thought about when I'm, you know, par- I'm part of JFW. You know, I don't want the public to think bad of me. And you know, oh, I seen that video of one of your drivers doing this, this, and that. And it's like, yeah, that's not. It's not something to be proud of. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a great example why training never stops. You might not be actively training, but maybe you're just touching the guy, you're reminding the person, you're revisiting something that you did go over in training. And uh, I mean, it just, it's just like, in, and you guys have said it for as long as I've been here. Did you bump your tires? You know, <laughs> and, and it's as simple as bumping your tires and making yeah. sure one is not low. It's yeah. the same thing. It's, it never stops. It will yeah, never I, stop. I wish we got paid for repeating ourselves, Dave. Yeah. Jim and I'd be billionaires. <laughs> a a no. penny, right? Yeah. yeah. A penny. And yeah. talking about repeating ourselves, I mean, this is something we brought up at one of the safety committees and me and you, Super Dave, were big Top Gun Top Gun uh, uh, fanatics, you know. Can't wait for the second <laughs> part to come wait. out. <laughs> but one of the things for those of you who have seen that movie that that I a quote I like that's made by Viper, which is the you know the commander that's uh, Tom basically the, the the captain of Top Gun, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. One of his quotes is: "A good pilot is compelled to evaluate what has happened, so he can apply what he's learned." Yeah, that can be used for a driver as well. You know, oh, like yeah. you, everything you do out there, you know, you learn from all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to kind of kind of keep moving on because we're going to circle back to all these kind of things uh, again. Um, you know, want to talk quickly about the tickets? We've announced it on Bamboo. We've announced it on the radio. We're working through that. Everybody, just keep helping us out. You know, this is going to be for the best. Um, you know, we we told you guys all to put a J behind the ticket number and we never really specified that it needed to be a capital J. You know, it is okay if you put a a regular J instead of a capital J. It still reaches our goal of making that ticket individually so there's not any duplicates. But, you know, one of the things we talked about needs to be a capital J, please. All the numbers and a capital J at the end of that um, ticket number. No spaces, no periods, no parentheses, nothing like that. Just capital J let's just keep it simple and you know you got to take a picture of the the ticket before you move on what why do we do a J it's for duplicates Dave it changes it up no what does the J stand for John um, John John Moore we decided that John came to us Jose Jose yeah Jose <laughs> good oh. morning Jose <laughs> okay you guys okay so we we picked J because it's the start of JFW if we if we get through, we might go to F, right? Yeah, only makes yeah. sense. I, it yeah. may take a year. It may take three years. Exactly. When we start running into duplicate tickets, we'll move on, and the next letter will be F. Yep. Or maybe we'll we'll change it up and we'll go a little J. I'm just joking. Cap, cap, <laughs> oh my God. Capital J, capital J, you guys. So yeah, if anybody wants to know anything about the Axon app, just please ask. Work through it. Ask another driver. Ask a trainer. It's all new about taking the pictures. I know you can't move on before you take a picture, and the biggest thing we're trying to accomplish here is because we're spending so much time entering tickets, you guys. The office, as we come into the busy season, just gets overwhelmed with that. And then, you know, we are shifting some of the responsibility to you guys that here you go, put your ticket in, it's in the system, then you know you'll get paid for it. It's not, you know, did it get put in the box? Did we carry the box inside? Did somebody pull your ticket? Did we enter the ticket? Did we bill the ticket? If you guys take a picture of the ticket, you enter it in the Axon app, it is billed. 
It is done, you guys. You got paid for it. Absolutely done, finished, no no place to screw up, basically. And yeah, there there's a lot of different, Joanne was nice and made me up a list. There's a lot of different caveats to this about you know, if you're if you're doing rubble, you still have to do your your rubble tickets. If you're a bulker, that's a little bit different. There's all that different things in there. So, you know, let's keep working. Our goal is to be better, just like the the bamboo I sent out Saturday, you guys. So let's let's uh, keep working with us. Trust us. Help us. Um, one of the other things on the list there that we talked about last week or came up a, uh, a little bit. Um, is the new drivers waiting for trucks. Um, I know that's frustrating for some new drivers and I, you know, it, it's, we try to be over on drivers. We've said it a lot of times, you know, honestly, you guys, our goal is to be like 15 drivers over and that's enough drivers to cover call outs and PTO hopefully, but we created a monster with our PTO program of giving the opportunity for our great employees to have time off, be with their families, go on vacation, do different stuff like that. Well, we still have to fill that truck because if that truck sits, that's how we're paying for the PTO program. So as we bring new guys on, they're filling in as our replacements for that PTO. And even if, even if we quit losing people or quit, not losing, that's not a good word, if we never have to hire somebody, we're still going to have extra drivers. You won't be a new driver anymore, but we'll have extra drivers. And maybe we'll have to deal with a different problem when that's created. But, you know, you guys, I guess the, the new person or the person waiting for a truck or that extra person, you are so important to JFW. You're filling uh, a need that can't be filled any other way. It's all the way, right, guys? I mean, I, I don't know. Totally. Yeah, I would love to have that problem. Right? We got 15 guys that are permanent spare drivers. Maybe we just pay them a little bit more for swapping trucks every day. Yeah, let's let's awesome. solve let's solve that problem with <laughs> right. with money cuz look what it costs us the other way, Jam. You right. you, you know it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely, you guys. You can um, you can go to every driver here whether regardless of position, even as a driver, look over to your right or left when you're when you're parking or when you're parked, I should say. And like I said, you can go to each individual driver, including our plus 15 drivers we want, and just individually say thank you. Because of you guys being here and doing what you do, we have the benefits that we have. Right. That everybody can can have. Yeah, well put, JR. That's that's what I'm trying to say is is thank you. And, you, and you're, not, you're not forgotten. You're not, you know, I, you, I'm using the word new guy. You're not just the new guy. You're the... You're the backbone again of, of, of JFW, you know, and it, and it kind of leads me to the next point. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, on no, please. So if you have a truck assignment, I know sometimes it gets frustrating because somebody else drove your truck. Maybe keep in mind that that guy's a spare driver. He should absolutely take care of your truck. He should leave it better than he got it. All of that. But if your radio channel's been changed or your seat's not where it was or something little like that just remember this guy doesn't have a truck assignment and it's because of him you were able not to be at work that day and we could still go out and go trucking so yeah let, let so me jump on that point, too because yeah. uh mike or um, i should say fish stingray mm -hmm. um he came to both of us the other day how you know raving about oswaldo 
Oh, that was the shout out that I forgot. I, I completely forgot to, and I remembered right now, but he was raving about Oswaldo. Like he left my truck exactly how I left it, if not better. Yep. And he was so happy about it. And I asked him like, well, that's great. That's great fish. And he just mentioned it's been years since I've had that. I go on vacation, PTO, whatever, with that fear of coming back to a truck that's just torn up and dirty and all that. Right. Yeah, so he was extremely happy. But Oswaldo's a stud. Yeah, you know he has his own truck that he takes great care of, so he's in a little bit different position. But shout out to Oswaldo. Thanks for remembering that at Jr. Yeah. You know, shout out too because Oswaldo didn't need to drive another guy's truck. He he has his own, and so we said, hey Oswaldo, you know Stingray's going away, going out to Moab and doing his thing and would uh, you be so kind as to drive stingray's truck and he's sure <laughs> i didn't know that part of it <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't yeah, either. that, that sweetens the deal even more i don't good, good stuff i don't think a lot of people understand how how cleanliness of the cab or how they have their truck is important to each individual mm. even me that i i obviously don't have a truck assigned to me or anything like that but when i have to jump into a truck it is so nice to get into a truck that is pristine like i think about as waldo's or uh seabass's truck jack oquendo's you know and if i have to go out and drive that thing all day long and i see it that clean i am the happiest driver ever i'm right i'm just happy to do it you know it's like test driving a new car right Right. everything's perfect in it exactly yeah yeah just uh adjusting some of the samsara cameras right it's like some of the trucks you get into, it's like, am I gonna, am I gonna get sick being in here? <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't know, I don't know if COVID scared me, but you know. And then other ones is like, oh yeah, I'll sit down and adjust yeah. this camera. Other trucks, it's like I don't even want to touch anything. So, good point. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And you know, just just like quickly too, you know, our callouts. You know, people have emergencies. You know, life gets in the way, and then when you have to jump in a truck and fill in for one of those persons or people that. You know, that's like a superhero. Yep. You, you came to the aid of JFW, so very important stuff. Um, the next thing here, you guys, is, you know, we're, we're trying to pour a lot into the the new driver. You know, we just mentioned that JR's doing a, a orientation and a PowerPoint. We're missing with, you know, talking to them and, and trying to meet with them in their third or fourth week. We, we just raved about the trainers, you know, what a good job they are, and, and they're one of the first after Super Dave, they're the next uh, representation of of JFW's culture and, and what we believe. And you know, we're spending a lot of time so that we can build those 15 extra people, so that we can have a great PTO program. So when people have something go on in their life and they need to miss, all that stuff is is covered, you guys. And I, and I feel like oh, we're we're new guy, new guy, new guy, and 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 a lot of a lot of things go into that. But I also had, you know, and I don't think they'll mind if I mention, I had Jimmy V. I talked to him this weekend. It was my Saturday, and I work Saturday. And, you know, Jimmy's like, hey, uh, why I have you on the phone? Is there anything wrong? You know, and I'm like, no, Jimmy, what's going on? He's like, oh, last couple times I've seen you. You know, he said, I know you're busy, but you, you just seem a little upset. And, you know, maybe I was at the time, and I told Jimmy I, I apologize. So me or I guess any one of us you know at the table or or wherever if we if we seem upset i don't think that's i don't think that's pointed at at that person i think it's being busy and things on our mind and you know I, i'm sorry jimmy I, I i you know you do a great job you're training for us all that you know and 
later, um, I had an email from John Moore and, and he was out with his, his shoulder and, and he's missed and, and he's, he, you know, he struggled coming back and trying to get healthy and things like that. And he goes, Hey, you know, he said at my last job, I, I ran into things that, you know, I, I didn't feel appreciated and stuff like that. And, and the email made me feel appreciated. So, you know, right quickly, I want to throw out to all the guys that are here that we care about you. Sorry, we we don't have to deal with you because you are superstars. But we also tried to set up programs to to thank you guys for being a longtime employee, like the PTO program, like, uh, uh, you know, the raise at the beginning of the year. You know, the, the bumps that we created on Friday and Saturday. Paid holidays. Paid holidays, yeah. Just, 401k. Yeah, thank you, guys. It just So if you get lost, I guess if it's bugging you, come see one of us, and we'll we'll throw some accolades on you, man, because you guys are, are doing a good job. We'll yeah. we'll tell you you're appreciated. We'll we'll pump you up. That's, that's what we're here for. Yeah, and a shout-out to Jimmy V, too. I mean, I hope I'm not getting too personal, but he just lost his mom two yeah. weeks ago. and you know, has been having to deal with that and struggle through all of that. And, you know, I mean, those are life-changing moments. So. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and, you, and you're right, Dave. And, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, sorry for your loss, Jimmy. You know, that's, that's a lot to deal with. I can't imagine, you know, me and Dave will be, we'll be struggling with that probably in the next couple of years, you know, or, or all of us will as our parents age. So, yeah, not, not easy for any of us. So, yeah, all the... I don't know when you break into an old person, not an old person here, a longer employee, whether it's that year or two years or three years or where that is. But yeah, if we haven't touched you guys, yeah, we, we need you. You're the, you're the heart of the company, you guys. Uh, appreciate everything you guys do. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to add to what uh, you had said about John Moore and his shoulder injury there, Jim. He had come, you know, when he came back from his shoulder injuries, operation, all that, he, uh, it was the middle of the winter. And one of the comments or one something he had told me, he's like, I just don't want to feel like I'm a burden to you guys. And to let you know, John, and everybody else that's listening, you guys are not a burden to us. You know, we're here as a team. Don't be afraid to ask us. Come up to Scooby, Pat, myself, everybody here, uh, Super Dave. You know, I don't think anybody here is a burden when they're asking for help. You know, it. we are happy to help yeah, you Yeah, absolutely. I had mentioned to John, I think, like, like literally, I think the first day, first week he came back from, from shoulder surgery after being out months and months and months, we had a snow day and John was in the back of his trailer or getting into the back or whatever the case was and had a slip and fall. And I, I was like, John, I just don't think you should be here on those days. It's too dangerous, you know? And, and that was, that was a protection thing, you know? And for me, it's like hurt John is not good. That doesn't help JFW in any way, you know, but I can understand maybe, he didn't. He doesn't feel needed or wanted or something. If it's a snow day, like he can't come in or something, that's not the objective. We need healthy John at work, not hurt John at work. You know, so we need to protect ourselves and protect our people. That's the goal, ultimately, Jar. Just what you're saying. Not good for JFW and not good for John. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I yeah. mean, the fact yeah, that man. he found. Uh, sorry, Jim. The no. fact that he found the only patch of ice in the yard that next time. <laughs> I, I think he should stay home. Yeah. In this yeah. Thing. I, I believe uh, I was I was uh, I was cleaning out somebody's trailer that you were morning, next to him. and I, I heard a thump. I thought it was the gate. Never looked outside, John. and apparently it was John that had fell. Oh, you know, he fell on his ass. Oh man, yeah, and that that uh, 
you know, where you feel like you're a, you're a burden. I guess that goes along with my comment that I'm, that I'm making to everybody is what, what you guys bring to the table, um, I, I don't know, maybe a good way to put it is, is you're bringing 90% of greatness and we have to help you with 10%? Right. You know, a little shovel in a trailer? That's not a burden. Right. That's, yeah. that's bringing 100% to the game. That's taking the, the Super Bowl and, and winning it that day. And I guess that's the stuff. Maybe we don't talk enough about that, about, no. you know, what what you guys bring to the table. I, I was trying when I wrote that uh, Bamboo Saturday is I was comparing, I was thinking about comparing everybody to the heart and the body. You know, we all do things that hurt our body, you know, and, and after a while it starts to hurt our heart. And But, you know, the heart just keeps pumping, though, and going on, and, and that's what we do even though we heard it, you know, but if we can give you guys some lettuce (laughs) or some vegetables, or we can get you to quit smoking or we can shovel your trailer out, that's just going to make your, your heart and your, and you, and all of you better. Yeah. One comment I get, it's funny. Like people call me like, Hey, I know you're busy and I don't mean to bother you. I'm like, okay, I'm busy helping you. Like my my job, first and foremost, is to help you. So what what can I help you with? You know, or yeah, it's just funny that people think that they're bothering us when really that's that's our job. Driver yeah. support. Yeah, driver hey, support. I, I was just waiting for you to finish, Jim. I was going to say that we said that in the interview to the guy this morning, and we've said it a dozen times. You know, there's two positions here at JFW. You're either a driver or you're driver support. It doesn't matter what position you have here. You're driver or driver support. So. Jim and I are driver support, as is everyone else up here in this in this podcast right now this morning. So we're there to help you. And John, in that scenario, Jim and I and the leadership team or whoever you want to look at, we have to look at our creed. You're an internal customer for us. We have to provide honest value for those we serve, i.e., that's you helping you clean out the trailer. Or in the bigger scheme of things, if we're not with you when you go out during the day and it's frozen you know, below freezing out and your loads are going to stick, it's safer for you to stay home that day, ultimately after a major surgery like that. So, yeah, those are just great tips and I think information that we need to share like we just did. Yeah, and, and you know, again, you know, two positions, right, Dave? Driver support or a driver. You know, and, and, and you guys, I actually have to just spit it out on my own personal thoughts here. I hate how much we talk about drivers. <laughs> but... But that's the word drivers, you know, and and I'm not saying I hate drivers. I hate how much we focus in on the drivers because that's the heartbeat because, you know, what about the shop, you know, but they're, they're driver support. They fall in that column, you know, the safety team, they're driver support, but we, do we talk about the safety team? Do we talk about Joanne killing it, doing, you know, the, the payroll? Do we talk about Amber? Do we talk about Linda? Do we talk about Angie? Do we talk about Dale? You know, do we, do we, you know, we, we said happy anniversary to Ricky, but we keep saying the word drivers. I I guess maybe I'd like to change that up where we're, everybody's important. You know, if, if Linda came to us and said, Hey, I, I can't do dispatch anymore, but I could do this. We'd help, right? We'd be there for her if we could. And so, yeah, I guess we're not forgetting everybody else. (laughs) I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to be labeled that we're just thinking of drivers. So, um, something else I ran into, and, and uh, John mentioned it, and 
I guess, John, you're going to be the, the hero of this podcast. A lot of information brought a lot to the table. But when we interview people, and, and it's tough to believe this. You know, maybe I'm talking out my ass, right, you guys? Um, don't judge us by your past employee, employers or your employment or, or whatever. Give us a chance to make a difference. Um, give us... Give us some hope, and and does it make you skeptical that you've worked for other people? We're we're we hear the stories all the time. Maybe we were one of those employers a few years ago, ten years ago. Yeah, good point. Right, and if that makes you skeptical, yeah, but give us a chance to to fill you up. You know, like Jam said, call him. You're not bothering him. It's his job to help you. If he can fill up your emotional piggy bank, is what I like to call you. Call it so it you feel better. Let let's let's do it. So you know, g- give us a chance, you guys. You know, take take the time and and get to know us, and we'll get to know you. You know, sent out that bamboo too. Do do we really know each other? Well, well, let's learn about each other. Don't don't judge us by that old book. You know that that cover on that book. Dan Dan, P- Dan is a great example. I interviewed Dan and. You know, at the end, I was going through the creed, and he turned to me and he said, well, if this is all true, that'll be great. We'll see. You know, and then three weeks into it, I'm like, what do you think, Dan? He's like, oh, so far, everything's true. You know, this is pretty cool. And recently, Dan had to take some time off, and he wasn't he wasn't feeling that well. And, uh, you know, I called Dan after he was on his recovery, right? He was doing better. He was planning on coming back to work at some point. I called Dan to check on him, and like right away, he's like, "Well, I'll be back to work on Monday." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm I'm calling to see how you are." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He's like, "Yeah, I'm just not used to this, Jam. I'm just not used to this." You know what I mean? So, yeah, it wasn't about hurry up and get back to work. You yeah, know, we're we're still we're still trucking here. We're okay. Yep. For sure. how, how are you? You know, yep. how are you doing? And it's important, and I wish we could just stop and ask everybody how they're doing and make sure everybody's okay. Oh, yeah. We assume people are okay all the time because they're not making noise, and, you know, that's kind of a little bit of a relief to us to, to have some silent warriors, so to speak. Yeah. You know, but, you know, if you're not doing okay and we're not checking on you, please please make it known. Yeah, because, again, how do we know, Jam? How do we know you're not doing okay if we don't? You know, hopefully we can see it, but you got to – you got to holler out, right. you know, and, and yeah, Dan, glad to have you here. I, I know Jam didn't allude to it, but it was a, it was a pretty serious situation. Yeah. I mean, pretty good scare. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Glad to have you here, Dan. Absolutely. Glad everything's good, man. Yep. Dan's tough. Yeah. 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 No kidding. <laughs> That's something we push in the orientation now is communication a lot. Like communication is big in everything you know you just gotta you just gotta talk to us we're here for you it's a marriage <laughs> it's a relationship it, it, it is yeah. jr i mean it is no different than marriage man you yeah. have to talk yeah and when and when somebody comes up to me and says like oh well at my past company it's because they did it this way it, it kind of kills me a little bit because i'm like <laughs> we're not that company you know yeah. like i'm just you know, laughing we, we haven't proven to be that company we're we're proving to be jfw I'm just laughing, Jr. because you just said it's something we're pushing hard in the orientation now, and it's like we've had like four orientations, and you've done them all. So basically, you're pushing communication. It could be orientation number 100, and I'll still push for it. <laughs> right? But I think that's something that gets lost with our drivers is the communication. You know, just like you said, like we have 
people that are we assume we're they're doing good because they're not making noise or anything so the communication goes down on that you know and we we i i don't want to say we fail because we do say hello to everybody but until you actually say something we will never know yeah saying hi and asking somebody how they're doing is different i i mean i've brought it up before and it might have even been last week or in the steering committee i learned a big lesson from jimmy v uh before he left the last time you know he was unhappy and he had moved on and came back or whatever but uh you know, when he was leaving, part of what he said is he was upset because I would start talking to him at the fuel aisle and then I would be distracted by my next thing. My phone's ringing, another driver's calling, I'm trying to serve somebody else. Maybe I got a text from my wife, who knows? But I didn't give him my undivided attention. And I may not be perfect at it still, but that was a big eye opener for me. So saying hello to somebody at the fuel aisle, just to say hi and you know, make you feel like you're touching them when you're not really touching them is different than saying, Hey Jimmy, how, how are you doing today? You know? So. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's kind of what he mentioned about me, Jim. Same thing as I'm like, what's up Jimmy, but it's not a concentrated cause he goes, you look like you're, you know, you're busy and I probably am, but <laughs> man, that, that, that's tough to just take the time and stop. And that's yeah. a, that's a crucial gift to give somebody. So. You know what I think's neat about that, Jim? he recognized you were not yourself you were out of sorts so he touched you he yeah. reached out to you yeah That's yeah pretty and he, cool yeah and he started to, you know is it something i've done you know or did i did i do anything and absolutely not you know and like dave said in the marriage i mean that would be nice you know how many times have i you know looked at holly and you know i did I piss you off? You know, and she'll go, yes. no, I, I don't feel good. Or, well, yeah, you know, and I finally get out of her. What's, what's going on? And we can solve it. So, yeah, good. It, it is a marriage, you guys. It's good it's, that he felt comfortable to even come to you also. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah. Jim's pissed off. I'm not going to say anything. Absolutely. And I guess that's, you know, we're, what episode is this, you guys? 27. 27. I guess that's, that's the reason for the podcast. Here's our opinions. You know, here's what we feel. Here's what we run into. This is what we're dealing with. What are you guys dealing with? We're trying to be as honest as we can, upfront, reach as many people. So, you know, if, if you're not listening to this podcast, it's your loss. I, I truly think it is because this is a way we're trying to make a difference with everybody. Yeah. So, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it keeps working. And to keep things moving here, you guys, um, it, touchy subject for all of us. We kind of discussed before we started the podcast to discuss um, losing people, people moving on, people quitting, us firing people, how, however you want to look at it. You know, we're saying we want to get to 15 extra and we're, we're, we're losing people. And, you know, why are those people leaving? And, you know, we concentrate on the new guys so they're happy to to want to be here and make a career. We're we're not talking to the, the guys that have been here a long time and making their ha- them happy. And, you know, we, we want to touch on the stuff of that we, we've lost some people here in April. And we, we've got Carson that, that's moving to Kansas um, to try to better himself. We have Manuel that, honestly, you guys, it, he, no reason. He, he just quit. Ghosted and, us. Ghosted us. And... I would love to know a reason, wouldn't you guys? How, oh. What 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 makes him move on? What did yeah. what how, did we do? How do we fix something that we don't know is wrong or broken? Right. It, exactly. Where's exactly. the communication? We got, we got right. 
Yeah, it's marriage. It, it goes back to that relationship, you know, yeah. the breakup. What did I do wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. We we got Victor that gave notice, but he he's given notice, but now he's not showing up. Right. You know, and how do we? Did we do something to cause that? How do we fix that? What are we? You know, we're not getting. So it's kind of like he's ghosted us if he doesn't show back up. Right. You know, we we've we got Miguel that uh, we were working with, and you guys, we ended up letting him go. But it was an attendance issue. Right. And that's to protect the house. That's not to do something to, for, for us. It's to protect all you guys that show up here every day on time, busting butt. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to bring another person in that may be better or, or can have better attendance. Yeah, um, that's an energy thing, too. How much energy do we want to spend on a guy that's not showing up to work? I mean, on time. Uh, we got. Yeah, we've talked about that not showing up to work. There's. Uh, Who's the guy that does dirty jobs? Micro. Yeah. He has that list of right. five things you can do with absolutely zero skills at your job. Show up on Number time. Number one is show up. <laughs> right. Two is show up on time. Right. Both of which we reward every employee here for. Right. right? Yep. Free money. Yeah. Free yeah. money. Right? And I, I don't remember the other three, but there's no skill needed for them. Right. Do, do, I, I could look it up probably right quick. But So when somebody asks me, uh, you know, I hate to bother you. I know I'm busy. Yeah, I wish I wasn't busy dealing with people not showing up to work on time. <laughs> right. Because that would free me up. Yeah. So. Yeah, because could, I could spend more time and I mean, Say I don't want to take glory because right you're doing that job, Jam. But no, I would we have all more, do it. I'd have more time for Jimmy. Right. You know, because yeah. we're not dealing with making a decision on somebody that ghosted right. us. We're not contaminating silos or whatever yeah yeah go on with your list jim i'm sorry no no it's good yeah and, and you know we we had mike turner that was with us uh, quite a while or a couple years there and he moved on to another job at least we we know where he's going and what's going on you know well we found out yeah yeah we found out that yeah absolutely but you know and and here's some good ones we we have fernanda that uh gave notice is still here and she gave two weeks notice she's doing it right great employee she's going to go help her dad because he's also short drivers right. and and that's family how much how much more commendable is that yep doors doors left open for fernanda A- absolutely and then, and then you have emerald same situation mm-hmm. you know great employee i think she's made it a year here has she nine months something like that not a year not a year but you know a great person lots of good energy a yep. smile hard worker and not and a she, single hiccup with, with Emerald. A, abs, yeah. Absolutely. And and there's a person that, you know, she's having some family things go on where she needs to put her, her family, not this family, her, her personal family ahead of us. And you can't complain about that. Also doing it the right way, and the door is also wide open for Emerald to come back. Absolutely. Right. Two, two weeks notice. You know, either one of those, those drivers there... Um, because I don't want to say girls or women or whatever, uh, drivers, uh, you you want to come fill in, knock on our door. Yep. You you want to come drive a truck, call dispatch. They will put you in a truck. Yep. Truck. Am I, am, am I wrong, guys? Those are, specifically to them too, Fernanda and Emerald, those are those uh, the teammates, family members, JFW family members that you look forward to seeing every day because they're smiling, they're doing their job, you know, you're happy to talk to them, you're happy to, to uh, help them out. And it might be a little selfish, but I'm like crossing my fingers. Hopefully Fernanda's dad finds a driver and she stays with us. You know, mm. hopefully Emerald's situation betters and she right. stays with us, you know, right. that kind of thing. Right. Yes. 
So, yeah, you're, you you are spot on, Jr. You Those, know, they were both silent warriors. You know, if we do this silent warrior thing again, they you, may have been on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, welcome back. If you ever want to fill in, you know, you're you're more than welcome to do that too, you guys. So, yeah. I guess I, I, you know, again, I just wanted to touch on the loss of drivers. There's a whole group of reasons here that we've had people leave and, and stay and. Um, you know, it's just not us. I want to break that, that it's just not us firing people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I think, I think something Jam brought up before, and maybe it's not on the podcast, but just conversation, but I don't think anybody fires people. People fire themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you know, years ago, I started a spreadsheet and uh, created a nice graph and everything, and I was just trying to recap why people left mm-hmm. you know what what's our main reason for people leaving us you know and uh there were some numbers that were higher than others you know one of the numbers was they were buying their own truck um which i think is cool because we've given them all of our knowledge and given them a hand up to improve their lives you know and so oh, some of those guys have come back because they haven't succeeded as they had hoped but um one thing i found out about this spreadsheet i built was that man oh man the reasons are across the board you know people are moving people are dying people are uh you know experiencing life experiencing life jim that's exactly right and it's in the way yeah it's so (laughs) there's really no single reason to put your finger on that is like the main reason you know what i mean there's just like 50 of them yeah yeah, absolutely, Dave. Yeah, so anyway, guys, just trying to be a little transparent, share with you what we're going through, share what you end up going through because you're having to go get an extra load or, you know, tr- trainers are having to train a new person or, or whatever it might be. So let's let's just keep plugging along, fighting the battle. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, quickly, you guys, I want to go across uh, or go across, mention an accident protocol. Yeah. If we have an automobile accident, you know, I, I guess there will be many ways to do it. But obviously, if there's injuries, 911, you know, um, you know, please contact Jam would be your first line of defense. He's really good at, at dealing with the situations, the police, the protocol, things like that. I, I think one thing I wanted to remind everybody about is if there is an accident, I think the police need to, well, the police do need to be called no matter what. And they might instruct us, like, do you have damage? Did the person leave? You know, there's situations where it's been too busy, they can't even respond, right, Jam? Yeah. Can I can I jump in? I, on absolutely. This? Cool. Take, take it so, away. And I, and I dropped the other ball. I dropped the ball with Miguel the other day because he had uh, experienced a hit and run. He described a situation to me where I know the guy actually ran, and right away I was just like, let's get him back to the yard, and I'll fill out the report online. There's not. We'll pull the video, like. I thought it was just a done deal, and I should have had him just call the cops, and you guys reminded me of that. Thank you. Um, But here's what happens when you don't call the cops and the person didn't actually run. So we had uh, experience maybe, oh, it was on my birthday. I wasn't here. So on April 7th, we had a truck, a trainer and a trainee going down the road. Him and another truck clipped mirrors. Our mirror got folded in. They were getting ready to go into the tunnel over on I-70 and what is that, Pecos or? No, I-70 Col- and... Uh, right at the like Brighton. 
Yeah, like, like right, right before Brighton Boulevard. The new I-70 quote-unquote tunnel, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Anyway, there was no place to pull over, and it was congested. And, you know, our team of drivers, sorry, our, full, our mirror folded, and there's no damage. We're good. And they kept going. Well, apparently the other driver, the other truck, their mirror broke, is what I'm assuming. And they ended up reporting it, and now it looks like we were trying to flee the scene and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, a pretty simple deal where we could have bought a mirror or went through insurance or whatever it was or exchanged information has turned into something bigger than it needed to be. So <clears throat> if you have an accident with another motor vehicle, we're going to stop. We're going to call the police, get an accident report filled out. And that's just, that's just good practice. That should be the standard operating procedure. We've been doing that for a long time, actually. So just, yep, get the cops called, get them out. Let's get the police report going. We'll get the video pulled. If you guys can exchange information before the cops get there, that's great. Just take a picture of their driver's license, registration, and insurance. Because what happens is, like, we just had an accident. We were not at fault that it's taking eight weeks for me to get this police report. Right, wow. I don't know who the other person's insurance company is. I can't start the claim until we have that. So we're just sitting on lost money. You know, our truck's not down, but we're not able to fix our truck right away because guess what? Oh, we fixed it, but we haven't recovered that money. Yeah, right. That was the oil pan and and the bumper and you right. know that whole thing. I don't even have a police report yet. So no, if you exchange information, I could contact the insurance companies quicker and and get the ball rolling and get us get us some money back. So. Yeah, and I, I think too, Jam, even if it is our fault and we pull the video, it's cut and dry. Yeah. But we, you also don't get that, hey, it's your fault and you were going 80 miles an hour or you right. you swerved over. Right. No, I just didn't see in the mirror. Yep. Mistake and over and done. Yeah, I've been I've been on my way to a scene of the accident and Brother Dave has called me and been like, yeah, we own this one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this one's ours. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we're not... Well, you know, the video, it's worth a million words. We're not going to try to get out of something that we didn't cause, but most of the time it's not our fault. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's yeah. go the other way because it's, it's not our fault, and yeah, here well, it is. You know, the other way is Paco's accident on Tower Road. That Commerce City cop was about to say, you guys are at fault because you didn't see any skid marks. And then I sent the uh, video to you, Jim, and when you got there, you're like, hey, have a look at this. And the Commerce City cop wrote the other person a ticket. Yeah, because they crossed the double line. Right. Yeah, just just crazy stuff. So just just a little recap on the accident uh, protocol there, and then yeah, just to throw this out there too, Jim, there is an accident checklist in the permit book of everybody's truck that goes through all of that about you know contacting the police, taking the pictures, everything, every step you need to do. So if you're if you're freaked out in the moment. Just pull that checklist out and go down the checklist. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, again, that would be, you know, if you can't get a hold of anybody or like you just said, Dave, just pull it out and go over it. And then, you know, you know, call Jam or the shop or one of us or or however. But, yeah, let's just let's just be vigilant about doing it the right way, because that usually saves us. Yep. Yep. Um, last thing here, you guys, is uh, and a little personal note on mine, because for me, uh, again, on mine or whatever that good, I was good, just reading it that's why I was good speech myself. right um, the the Coors well, any place I guess 
we've talked about knowledge, we've talked about information, we've talked about training, we've talked about new guys, talked about old guys, all that kind of stuff, you know, and when it comes down to a port of entry or it comes down to, you know, going through the port of entry, if you, if you've loaded, if your hoses aren't on the deck plate, if you've, you know, you know where your registration are, you know where your periodic stickers are, you, you know all the stuff, it's easier to go through the port or go through the inspection but also guys if if i'm not sure what my axles are or i know i'm doing something i would probably pick to go around <laughs> then mess with it yeah. um we we had a situation um sunday we had one of the guys that didn't know what his axle weighed he was seventy-eight thousand. he decided to go around the port and i understand that just like i just said didn't know where his axles was well he he made a wrong turn and we got you know kind of screwed up out east in Fort Morgan and he ended up getting stuck on the county road and anyway to get to get back to the subject here it's just he could have weighed his axles at the west yard you know to start with um he could have called you know a couple different people I know he called one person um you know knowing about your gauges on your trailer and your truck which he was in a different truck not his normal truck um that would have helped but um just trying to go through all your options, I guess, and and ending up um, in trouble when, when, again, back to the stop. I guess just a situation of what could we do better in that situation? You know, go through a checklist, a mental checklist. How can I help myself? Don't worry about so much about getting that load delivered. Right, guys? I mean, Greg? Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, I just got to put out there, I mean... We talk about it when you're backing up or you're you're maneuvering the truck and trailer a certain way is that gut feeling or that doubt. If you have a doubt, I mean, the first thing that you should do is just stop what you're doing and, and call somebody. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I, I preach on those gauges every chance I get. It's a, it's a tool. We've had complete episodes about those gauges. We have those electric gauges in 65 of the trucks if not more, but I mean, I can stand here and say, hands down, they're in 65 trucks. If you don't know how to use them, ask somebody. If you don't know how to calibrate them, ask somebody. All the trucks at the West Yard have them and they have to be calibrated because there's no excuse over there. We have a scale 150 yards from where you park. You can always check your axles over there. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I just, I preach on those gauges they're such an amazing tool. You know, Chris Beam spoke about them when he was in here and uses them on a daily basis, keeps them on a load basis, keeps them calibrated, which is super easy to do. Rarely are they off calibration. We talk about that so much. Rarely are they off. Once they're set, they're pretty well set. They may change by like 100 pounds, but, you know, hopefully you're not clearing the port within 100 pounds of your maximum gross axle weight. So anyway, I did... They're your friend. They're a tool we've provided. They're a tool to help you do your job. It's, it, you know, it still boils down to you bringing value to your job and your occupation and being better. And together we're better. Together we've tried to provide you with that. Together we've shown you how to use it. It's still up to you. You know, your success around here is is how well you do your job. You know, I love. This is probably actually a phrase Jam has that I can actually repeat. But you eat what you kill around here. And man, if if you're eating those gauges, you're killing it. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> you know, it, it just it just they go hand in hand, man. And it is 
it is such an eight. I, I mean, for for me back when I was driving, if I'd have had those gauges, I mean, I remember brother Jim and I, we did a contaminated spill up at the tunnels and we were loading on the east side, I'm sorry, the west side of the tunnels. And I mean, come on, there's no way to get around the Downeyville port. It was open. We were doing it in the middle of the day, you know, hauling load after load. And we had no gauge on the trailers. They were spring ride trailers. We had, they had just come out on the trucks and it was based in air pressure, not in actual weight pounds, you know? So you're looking at air pressure and you're like, oh, I don't know what 50 PSI means, how many pounds, you know? What is that? What do I have on my axles? And, and that was the luxury of one axle out of three. You know, you still didn't know what transferred to your steer. You know, back then, the way we were configuring the trucks, virtually nothing transferred to the steer axle. And so you're standing up there telling the guy, oh yeah, I'll take another bucket, I'll take another bucket. You know, and it was dirt, so it was completely different than what sand and rock looks like as far as volume-wise because the density was completely off for what we were normally loading. So you couldn't go, oh yeah, I load this much sand, that's what it looks like, I, sh I should be good, let's go. You know, and you were just blindly driving to the port, and I hated it. I absolutely hated clearing that port because you were just pulling in there going, oh man, oh man. You know, and I would tell you, we probably erred on the side of caution so many times. We probably hauled so many 65 or 70,000 pound loads through that port. The customer was starting to get pissed in the end going, well, why, aren't you, why aren't you bringing full loads down? And it's like, I don't know what I have on. I'm not going to get a ticket going through the port. So yeah, to have those gauges today, ah, easy rock star job. Yeah, not, not bringing value to the customer. And, right. And now we can, yep. you know. And then, you know, I don't know. How much time, Jim? How, how how long? It seems like we've been well. Uh, well, at an hour and twenty-two minutes. I'm just keeping an eye on the battery on this audio interface. <laughs> gotcha. Well, gotcha. we go back to, to together we face and overcome all that stands before us. And I, I'd like to throw out the challenge to those that do listen to us to get with their neighbors, the the drivers that are right next to them, and and teach them how to how to calibrate those yeah. those gauges. It's a it's as simple as getting it done within yeah. a minute. Yeah. I mean, you got two buttons, PSI pounds and, and uh, yeah. what's the other one? The, the refresh rate, yeah. 60 seconds or one second. Yeah. If you, could, yeah. if you could dump a load of sand at a plant, you could calibrate these gauges. <laughs> you, have right. the, you, are, you are skilled enough to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Again, go back to call us. Call me, Scooby, you know, somebody to, yeah. to help you out with that. Yeah. But yeah. I do challenge those that do know trainers or just our drivers in general that do know and listen to the podcast or, or whatever the case may be. I challenge them to to teach our family members how to be better. Yeah, yeah. You're you're putting it in a kinder way and and more <laughs> well put, Jr. But the facts are, you're only as good here as you want to be. Right. Yep. If you don't use those gauges, you're not being as good as you can or want to be. Or maybe that's just your level. You're just okay with being. Mediocre. mediocre maybe it's just me oh. too that i i get satisfaction from teaching something new to somebody right and knowing that they're doing it the right way yeah what, and, what and makes a person sorry what makes a person not want to do it like that no i don't want to calibrate my gauges yeah why why wouldn't you I, well i don't know how hmm, maybe i should no i don't want to call anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and I know we've got on the, the subject of the gauges here, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and say his name. Daniel was the driver I helped out Sunday, mm -hmm. and you know he, he's fairly new. He's working on a Sunday. He's in somebody else's truck. 
He knew he was 78,000. You know, those are all the good things. And, and, and he did get stuck, you guys, and I, and I went out and helped him. But the big thing about Daniel is, you know, hey, I screwed up. I followed my GPS. Okay, don't ever follow your GPS, you know, especially out here. He wasn't going 100 miles an hour down the dirt road when he got stuck. I could easily see that. He called somebody. He stood there and, and, and helped me shovel, um, you know, and, and was a great guy. We stopped at the end of it. We learned everything we could learn about what happened. He was receptive to understanding what went on. And, you know, w mistakes will happen. And then again, what do we do with the mistakes? How do you get up after the mistake? And yeah. he did everything he could do to learn from that situation. And that's, you know, uh, good stuff, Daniel. Thank yeah. you for helping and, and learning. I really. Yeah. yeah, we always talk about, you know, it's always easy after something has happened to have 2020 vision, right? I mean, we always talk about that. That's a saying, right? So what would have been fantastic is when he got in that truck, he looked, said, oh, I'm 78,000. I wonder where my gauges are at. Oh, my gauges are at 36 and 34. I'm going straight through the port, right. never questioning it again, you know, or oh, this truck doesn't have gauges, but the JFW scale is right there. I'm going to check right quick. It takes two minutes, five minutes. But the time that would have saved to know where your axles were at and just blast right through the port legally, we're better. We are better when we go through that port legal every mm -hmm. time than go around it. So, I mean, if you're legal, go through it. That's There's nothing wrong with that. But know where you're at. Know those gauges. Know you're legal. Know you're good. You know, we've bragged and bragged and bragged on Jesse. He goes through that port every load of Coors, to the best of my knowledge. The only way he doesn't is if something has happened during the loading process, like the Coors grain is super wet and the stuff has transferred back and is he's over on his trailer axles or something like that. But I mean, I'll sit here and, and, and knock on wood pretty easy that 99% of his loads, I will bet a cheeseburger on that he goes through the, goes through the port. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I was trying. And he's got the old school, old school gauges. Right. Not right. old, old school, but mid school. <laughs> He's got Jesse era gauges. How's that? I guess that was my, you, you said it about the port, Dave, and that was my point is if you know everything's okay, that's the shortest and fastest and easiest. Right. But you got to know a lot of things. If you don't know it, then go around. But then if you don't know it, why don't you know it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait. I don't know what I can't know. Right? Can't can't get it figured out. So I can't know. Yeah, let's let keep 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 being your best is is what yeah, we're you you we're have preaching. to want to be better. Yeah. Right? That's what we talk we're doing it. We just talked about it with JR changing the the orientation when we hire a new person. We're trying to be better. We've created PTO. We're trying to be better. We've put gauges on the trucks. We're trying to be better. Right? I mean we're trying, but we're only as good as our people. We, we say that every day. How's, yeah. It comes down to engagement, too. Like, how engaged are you? And I had a driver text me the other day. He got a camera in his truck, and he texted me, are these cameras a trial? And it's like, we've been talking about the cameras for two months. Where have you been? You're not paying attention. <laughs> is, that, is that not the same in your marriage? <laughs> not mine. Be, being engaged? <laughs> right? right? I mean, you know, like... You, you don't communicate, you don't listen, you don't... Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention, and yeah. where does it lead you? Wait, we're getting married this weekend? When was when did this happen? <laughs> right? Ellen, Ellen didn't tell you, Jar. <laughs> it's only been six months, you know? Hey. Uh, Accelerated yeah. plan. 
Brother Dave will tell you that works. How long have you been married, Brother Dave? 27 years last yeah. week. Six months. Two weeks ago, I guess. Six-month engagement, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> At most. <laughs> and nope. she wasn't pregnant. Let's let it <laughs> Wasn't a shotgun yeah. wedding, yeah. right, Dave? Yeah, that took 10 more years. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'm. That's most of my list. No pressure, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he sits back. Oh, <laughs> I Married. just got it. <laughs> Ding. Uh, Jr., you. Uh, I asked you for a safety topic since you're the safety director. We have talked about fatigue before, but I'd love to hear your take on it. That's I do remember mean. that, and I'll try to make it quick, clear, and concise. Hurry, um, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we are getting into those months where the sun just makes you very comfortable, whether it's early in the morning, 8, 9 in the morning, or it's in the early afternoon, 1, 2 p.m., you know. But uh, this is straight from the CDC website. You know, obviously we all know fatigue is the result of not getting enough sleep, quality sleep. Um, it's found in a survey that the, the U.S. population of 37% of workers – gets less than the minimum of seven hours of sleep. Wow. I'm 33%. Uh, so I think, you know, and I think we, you know, us as, as truck drivers especially, we have that responsibility to maintain good sleep habits, and it goes beyond that, you know, our health and our diet, things like that. Um, but what causes fatigue, you know? Being awake for consecutive hours, yeah, well, we're awake for, I'd say, the majority part of the day, right? Uh, not, the, the most obvious, not getting enough sleep over multiple days also, you know, if you're that person that just parties hard on the weekends and come, maybe that's part of our Monday call outs, you know, you party hard on the weekend, you didn't sleep well, you know, that, that kind of goes into it. You, you have a job, you have a responsibility, get your rest, you know? I party so hard on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, party animal, Dave. Didn't oh, you stay man. up till 9 p.m. last time? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I tell you what, he could be a spokesman for a sleep study. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and part of being a truck driver or just a driver in general is something that doesn't help us on the side of fatigue is just the monotonous tasks. Um, or long periods of inactivity and all you're doing is just sitting there and hopefully it's not just sitting there you're actually developing some type of scan and looking looking at your trailer looking at your gauges looking at the road ahead you got things to do you know but they do become monotonous um and like i said earlier just health factors in general you know things can uh lead to having like a sleep disorder or maybe you're on some type of medication um and the biggest thing is to try to uh to pinpoint and recognize that you are fatigued. Uh, some of those things could be nodding off, reacting slowly to changing road conditions, poor decision making. You know, you start drifting from your lane a lot more than you should. You're probably nodding off at that point. Getting tunnel vision. And how about this one, guys? This one's actually kind of scary because I've actually gone through this one, but micro sleeps. It's the one where you just nod off and you, you fell asleep for about up to 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, you know, what's going on, you know? You even wake up kind of scared. Is that when you wake up with drool on your chin? Like, <laughs> Probably not the drool, but you wake up scared <laughs> enough to where your, your whole body probably jolts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know? I've had micro dreams. Really? Yeah. Like you're so, I mean... Kind may, of like daydreaming? May or may not have happened at my desk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're struggling and you, I mean, you're awake, but you're really not. And you have like this little micro dream and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, and another part of, of recognizing fatigue is also forgetting the last few miles that you've driven. And, and that kind of goes with that. Like, if you're daydreaming, you're just driving, driving, and all of a sudden, like, oh, crap, I, you know, I, I don't remember passing 120th, or I don't remember passing this place. You, we talk about that all the time, right, Jerry? Yeah. You go through an intersection, and you look behind you, and the light's red, and you're like, oh, shit, was... Was that green when I went through it? Yeah, I exactly. I don't even I've remember had, going through the intersection. I've gone through that, and it's a scary feeling. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh wow. Um, but the next thing I want to go to is like, what do we do here at JFW to prevent fatigue? You know, one of them is we monitor the max allowable driving times. You know, we we try our best to make sure that nobody's driving over the 14 hour limit daily or 70 hours in a week. Working over 14. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not working over 14. I'm yeah. sorry, not driving. Driving's 11. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, you know, on top of that, we have this great rotating schedule for the weekends. Two yeah. weekends off and two weekends on, you know. Uh, take advantage of that, you know. I know there's people that want to take advantage of being the go-getter and getting more money and volunteering on Saturdays. But you need to take advantage of at least a day or two once in a while, you know. Have a longer weekend to rest up. You know, we have health benefits, you know. We highly encourage our drivers to get checked out for any sleep disorders um anything that has anything any health risk factors that may cause fatigue like your diet or maybe you need to do a little more exercise or something like that um you know we go back to our creed you know together we are accident free well how are we doing that as a driver you know you watch out for each other you you can tell when somebody's either you know drunk or or it's the same thing for somebody that's fatigued as well you know they're driving like a drunk driver because they're nodding off and they're drifting out of their lane you know if that's one of our guys or any truck driver out there and you know what channels are running i think even as as a general four-wheeler in the general public it's our responsibility to let that driver know like hey you need to pull over or something you know almost make them do it yep exactly Driving while you're sleeping is the worst kind of driving you could do. Much worse than drunk driving because right? you're not yeah. awake. Absolutely. Yeah. T- yeah. Take care of the family. It's not calling out the driver. It's not, you know, making them feel bad or whatever. It's, hey, I'm worried for you. I'm worried for everybody yeah. else's safety. Saving lives. Exactly. And, uh, you know, our cameras, Samsara is really mm-hmm. good about uh, picking up uh, fatigue, distracted driving. It'll probably come up as distracted because they're you know their heads pointed down and whatever the case yeah i mean we I'm, took a call a couple of weeks ago we had a four-wheeler call in on us because we were bouncing from lane to lane and it looked just like we were texting and that's what the four-wheeler called in and said hey you got a driver texting while driving he's just bouncing from lane to lane to lane and it turned out this guy was fatigued he was about to fall asleep or was right. virtually nodding off i i do remember that brother david that that that's scary oh, to man. see that and the yeah. way he woke up when he realized that he fell asleep right behind right. the wheel I yeah. wish he had a Samsara camera in that truck because I feel like, uh, well, first of all, we would have had an alert, right? Second of all... Well, we hope so, right, Jam? I mean, they're supposed to do that. We would have had an alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Sam- what I've seen so far, we would have had an alert. Samsara, don't lie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but there, there's two different... <laughs> there's- Unless it's a seatbelt. Yeah. I'm not biased, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's two different alerts. There's a distracted driving alert and a fatigued alert. So ah. I would have loved to see ah. if that picked up fatigue yeah. or distracted driving. Yeah, maybe. But, but maybe, the, yeah. I think where you were going to, Jam, though, is you know, if we were so convinced that Samsura would have told us, we could have called the driver right. and, and stopped that call we, in 
stop whatever yeah. was going on. The alerts are instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Like something, oh, I got to tell you guys something else when Jarrah's done. The, the alerts are instantaneous. So we would have got an alert right away. No. Yeah. That would have yeah. saved that four-wheeler calling in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. the thing is, we, we've talked about this so many times. When a four-wheeler calls in, that's just one probably of several or dozens that are witnessing what's happening. But we pissed that one off enough that they're calling in. They either, cared enough. Yeah, either they cared enough or they were just pissed off, right? right. You know what I mean? Whether they cared or not, I don't know. But they, they you know, yes, I, I'm, I'm taking energy from that, Jim. Yes, hopefully they cared enough to help us. Yeah. yeah. If you really think about it, that call-in is is what we do after that call-in is reactive. Right. And right. if there's one thing I've learned about us here at JFW is we want to be proactive. Yeah. And yeah, that camera would have definitely helped if we could have if we could have had a Samsara camera at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Super Dave's Boy Scout got to be proactive. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. Yep. So, those are the things that here at you know a few of the things that JFW we do here to to help prevent fatigue. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to the drivers. We have the responsibility to get enough rest. You know, get seven to nine hours a night. Um, plan your activities accordingly. So that way you're home and and you're able to rest up and sleep enough for the next day when you go to work. Um, Also, pull over, get some coffee and energy drink. Those are not the, you know, the the solution for fatigue, but they do help a little bit. And also, if you really have to and it's that bad, take a 15 or a 30 minute. I mean, absolutely. We would rather see that truck park. Call the office. That's what we told that driver. there. Yep. We Every one of us. Sleep is the only cure, ultimately. Yes. So, and, and I have had drivers, oh, well, I feel like you guys need to push us. Like, it may feel that way, but that doesn't go ahead of, of safety. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't think anybody wants to be around. Your family would not want to be around me if you knew that I was the one falling asleep at the wheel. Right. We'd, we'd Crash fall. truck, injured people, fatality, yeah. danger. Exactly. Or truck park for 30 minutes with a guy snoozing behind the wheel yeah. would they cheer or they boo right yeah and yeah. I, I was just <laughs> listening to you guys and I, I can't get it out of my head brother dave is the conversation with scooby here's a 135 dollar cap for the hose at the plant and we just stopped fifty thousand dollars worth of of mix up and powder yeah, potential yeah. problem or you're going to call in and go i'm wiped i'm just going to take 30 minutes yeah can you can you put a price on life? Yeah. Call us though. I mean, yeah, communication. communication. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, twins. James, you know, yeah. <laughs> part of the driver responsibility, guys. Recognize the fatigue in yourself. You know, don't be so prideful to keep pushing when you know you can't. You don't have that energy. Yeah, you know, yeah. you need to reset a little bit and report fatigue if you see somebody else that's not responding to you you know yeah. let somebody know and we could at least call that person and let them yeah. hey man like pull over yeah. and, you know yeah. get some sleep or something you know absolutely um, i mean call my kid was up sick all night last night i got three hours of sleep but i'm here to work i'm yeah. you know blah 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 whatever the case may be but i, I need a cat nap yeah you know? you'll never get in you call dispatch and say hey i gotta pull over for 30 minutes i just want to let you know what's going on you will never ever be in trouble for that. Just yep. don't bring it in early, <laughs> without <laughs> without having been told to do so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm tired and just show up here. Yeah, yeah. but never tell anybody that. Yeah, yeah, Jr. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, ultimately, be honest if you're questioned about fatigue. You know, sometimes we see things and like, oh, I'm not falling asleep. Like, no, you really are. You know, yeah. just don't let be honest pride, about it. Don't let your pride get in. Exactly, the way. fatigue is normal. 
it happens in everybody and it should not be taken as a reflection of your work ethic sure so. great job jr you know yeah. in, in japan they actually compliment people who fall asleep at their desk because that means that they're you know uh they're they're full of grit or they're they're dedicated they're loyal because they're pushing it that hard they so, would love me in Japan. If you ever do that in Japan, you're actually a, a superstar. <laughs> Jim and Dave, remember that. Just in case I'm sleeping at my desk, be like, "Wow, Jim will not quit. He'll fall asleep working." Yeah, again, when, when Dave's thinking that, I'm thinking, "Yeah, they want you to fall asleep so they can go mess with you. You know, draw an eyebrow, and, you know, rubber glue your hand down, or." I am a light sleeper. Keep that in mind. So. Randy's got to call a couple of Sharpies there. He's got fine print all the way to the super Sharpie. <laughs> hey, so I do want to bring up something about the camera. So uh, JR dropped me off at Kenworth yesterday to pick up 98. I'm like, cool. This is my first chance to drive a truck with a Samsara camera in it. I'm going to try to get all the bells and whistles to go off, right? So I start with my seatbelt. I take the seatbelt and I don't put it across my body. I don't click it. I just put it over my shoulder like we see sometimes. <clears throat> seatbelt alert goes off. And I thought the way some of our, our people act, I thought there was going to be like a truck horn and, you know, somebody yelling at me, put your damn seatbelt on. <laughs> I could have swore the lady said, please. But Jack Domenico says she did not say please. <laughs> but but it, it, the alert was something like, you know, seatbelt, put seatbelt on. Or I mean, it, it was it was polite. Yeah. I, I swear she said please. It, it wasn't the nagging wife? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But then here's the interesting thing. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to blow through a stop sign, right? Well... I didn't blow through the stop sign fast enough because I wasn't comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like okay, I'm like, all right, well, now I'm gonna get, you know. So I didn't get the, I didn't get the stop sign. Then I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get distracted driving. I couldn't look at my phone long enough to get the distracted driving alert. So if you're getting a distracted driving alert, oh my god, you are, <laughs> you are distracted because I couldn't do it. Like I, I'm literally like trying to look at my phone like long enough and. It was just uncomfortable for me. I'm like, all right, well, let me get the harsh brake. And I swear I slammed on the brakes, but it didn't. I didn't get any. I got the seatbelt alert, and that was it. Yeah, were you able to go fast enough, Jim, between Kenworth and here? I mean, no, I didn't get a lot to do with it. Well, for following distance, it is over 45 miles an hour. Uh, I'd have to look at the distracted driving. You might be right on that. I hope I said it less than. I hope I set that at like 25 miles an hour, but that's a good thing for me to check because. I just know everything's amplified over 45. Right. Between there and here, that's tough yeah. to do. Well, let me just say it's it's harder to get alerts than I thought. <laughs> and nobody's yelling at you. I thought, I mean, I have a joke with Jack, Jack Domenico because he was getting some uh, alerts and, like, he was cursing at the camera, you know. So I called Jack up. I'm like, Jack, are, are you upset? Are you mad? Because... You know, a lot of people were getting upset about the cameras, and he's like, he's like, he's like, no, why? I'm like, because you look pissed. You know, I was like, here's what you said to the camera. We can't hear it, but you could read lips really well with those high definition cameras, right? 
So I have a judge, you know, I call him Angry Jack now, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, as a matter of fact, yesterday I pulled into Europe to park 69 or 68, what did I have, 69, and Jack's already parked, he's out of his truck, so I roll my windows down and I just start cursing, <laughs> shut the up and shut, and he was like, who is that yelling? And then he saw it was me, he's like, oh. <laughs> Jack's an awesome guy. Jack, yeah. Jack is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because didn't he tell you he was actually yelling at himself? Yeah, he was upset that he was getting alerts, but it, it's just funny. If you guys, well, I won't share the video. <laughs> Soup, you got a you got a high road hauling for us? I do. Man, I, do. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, well, Jose. You, you better believe it. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is a little bit about current events, I guess. Um, how to remain positive in a negative world. Negativity seems to be surrounding us every day. New York, Los Angeles, Denver, uh, there always seems to be something new and scary that hits the news just about every day. Negativity hits us at work sometimes with layoffs, benefit cuts, uh, other decisions that affect people's lives. People on the street don't wave at each other like they used to back in the day. Smiles are becoming few and far between. For many, the negative world has become the new normal. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. When you, when you know how to stay positive in the negative world, you can take back control from the darkness. You can decide that you will be happy. You can decide that you will wave, smile, and be positive. And here's how. Uh, dwell on the beauty of life. Watch the stars and see yourself running with them. That was a quote by Marcus Aurelius. And I was told that, who the heck is these people <laughs> that you're quoting? So, so you know, Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor from 161 to 180. And he was a Stoic philosopher. And he was the last of the rulers known as the five good emperors. So you could look him up. He was a pretty cool dude. Um, we see things that we're looking to find in our world today. With so much information coming your way, a negative perspective becomes more common. All you see are dark moments in a dark world and it slowly saps your positive energy away. When this occurs, a change in perspective is all it takes to turn negativity into positivity. Instead of looking for or expecting the negative, seek out perfection which still exists within the imperfection of our world today. Look for the helpers who run in to provide aid during a disaster. Watch for the young parents encouraging and loving their kids playing a preschool soccer game. Times and seasons will change, but that doesn't mean the moments of perfection cease. When you see positivity in others and in the world today, then you render positivity to others. When you pursue positivity, it will inspire others to strive for it as well. So how do we seek out these moments of perfection when the world seems so imperfect? One thing you can do is give the benefit of the doubt. Would you describe yourself as a pessimist or an optimist? The fact is you can be both. When you encounter a situation, you can choose to be optimistic about it or you can choose to be pessimistic. Every choice you make is based on whether you're going to give the benefit of the doubt to that person or situation, or you're going to disregard it as unhelpful, hurtful, or even dangerous. Your optimism creates positivity. Another thing we can do is choose gratefulness. Gratefulness is an interesting concept. We often feel grateful when things seem to be going our way. That's easy, right? When, the, when was the last time you were grateful about the fact that a child died or terrorists destroyed a building or, that, or for that divorce? 
we can be grateful for the positive impact that that child had because they fought so bravely against a, a terrible disease. We can be grateful for the people who rush in to help others in spite of the danger. We can be grateful for the opportunity to find someone who will love us for who we are and not for the person they thought we should be. We can be extremely difficult, I'm sorry, it can be extremely difficult to choose gratefulness, yet we can choose to have a willingness to sacrifice for others. We can choose to be humble and content. There will be times when we want to embrace negativity. There will be times when you have no desire to feel happy. This is natural, right? This type of negativity only becomes a problem when you allow it to dominate your life. Sometimes we need to feel angry. We need negative to inspire the changes uh, that we need to make in our lives. Choosing negativity every day, however, is not healthy. If you can stay positive in a negative world, then you can fight back against the darkness and take control of your life. Believe that life can be positive and you will create positivity. And the, the last quote today um, by someone who you really, everybody's heard of her, but of all people that had no reason to be positive, it was definitely her. Keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see a shadow. And that was spoken by Helen Keller. I knew it. Me too. Yeah. Before, he, before he even started could the you, quote, I was like, he's going to quote Helen Keller. Could you imagine <laughs> being somebody that couldn't see, couldn't hear, right. and couldn't speak? Yeah. And she lived to be 88 years old. She traveled the world. That's crazy. Talking about positive stuff. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good one, Dave. I just, yeah. you know, she I try to listen to you the, when you read those. And I just feel like I have screwed so much shit up in my life with emotions, you uh -huh. know, not, not being positive. And it, it could be, it could be yesterday, you know, that I've gotten angry or let that, let that one thing step in my way. Yeah. And you, you we know, to, to control that and, be more positive. What a what a challenge for my for my life. You know? Right. He just had me quoting Marcus Aurelius. That's just such a cool <laughs> thing. Isn't that uh, isn't he quoted in like the Gladiator yes. or something like yes. that? Yes. Right? Yes. Doesn't someone play that? Yeah. 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 I named my one dog Maximus Aurelius. Right. And called him Max. So yeah. from from the movie. Yeah. He would have been part of IPOC. Maximus Aurelius. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I glanced over at your uh, outline this morning, Jam, and you're like, hey, what are you trying to do? You know, you close it out, and I'm over here like, Super Dave, are, did you glance over at mine or something? Or have you been following me on Facebook? What's going on here? Uh, that's funny. Final thoughts? Jerry, you want to kick that off? Sure. And, and it's funny enough, it's along the positivity line there, you know? Uh, for those of you who don't know, and I don't mind sharing, but 10 years ago, I was not in a good place. You know, I was going through a separation and, and things like that. And it took me a couple of years after that to, to become what I am now, you know. But um, I have learned that positivity is obviously a choice, but it is a mindset. You have to wake up with that mindset. You know, you wake up in the morning and the first emotions you feel, if if it's, ah, oh, fuck, I got to go to work or, or whatever, you know, that's that's... It's it's minimal, and I apologize for the French, but Family it's minimal. It, yeah, sorry. Sorry, expressed that, was, opinion. that was an expressed but opinion. But it, it fits, Jr. I'm I, sorry. Uh, it I fits. heard. I heard puck. Oh yeah. yeah. I said I said luck. <laughs> so luck. So the thing is, it, it's a mindset. It's a choice. You know, you wake up in the morning, and if that's the mindset you have, and you don't have the power within yourself to change it to something positive, you know what? 
it may suck to work, you know, to get up this early to go to work and or, or do whatever I have to do. But ultimately, if I say, you know what, I am blessed to have a job. I am blessed to have a, uh, you know, a type of company that I work for, you know, things like that. Oh, my God. Just the mindset itself from the very beginning of the day changes your whole day. You choose anything negative that happens to you. You choose how long that's going to affect you. You know, one little negative thing today is not going to I'm not going to let that affect me the rest of the day. There's 24 hours in a day. I might let it affect me an hour. But after that, I'm a whole different person again. Yeah. And and, you know, it comes down to, you know, sometimes bad things happen in our lives to put us directly on the path to the best things that will ever happen to us. Mm. And I can definitely say thank God for where I'm at because I am in such a better place than where I was 10 years ago. That's awesome, JR. That is awesome, yeah. JR. I, I'm going to jump right in there and piggyback on top of that because it's such a good segue because I have gotten so politically involved with IPOC and my eyes have been opened to so many things just politically. And I I fight talking politics on, on the podcast here because... That's not what it's about. But every meeting I go to is doom and gloom, JR. I mean, what they're, what's happening, what, what rules and regulations are being pushed down on us from, from our leadership at, at, you know, I mean, it's not only at the state level, but at the nation's level and things like that. And I mean, seriously, I sent a text yesterday and I read it three times before I sent it, but I, when I walk out of these political meetings, it's like I'm to the point I feel like slitting my wrists. Like, why are we wasting our time? Why are we here? Let's just, geez, every construction, every business should just close their doors now. You know, I mean, you may as well close Suncor. You may as well, all of these things that are that are eminent. I mean, they feel eminent. And it is just a weight on your shoulders. And you're right. You're in control of that. I mean, I, I, I thank you for bringing that back up. You know, I had to do a self recheck yesterday. Like, okay, we'll we'll get through this. It's like anything else, right? There's ebbs and flows and whatnot. So, on top of what you said for being in control of that, I want to add to the addition of my final thoughts. Here is, we empower our leaders. We we put them in that leadership role. So vote, vote vigilantly, investigate who you're voting for. So I'm not going to make this about politics, but somewhat about being involved in politics. You need to vote. If we have people here that are capable of voting and they're not because they haven't registered, come see me. I'll help you register. I'll help you do whatever. You know, I'll educate you. I don't care which side of the fence post you're on, whatever the case may be. But you need to be engaged. You need to be involved. Colorado is in a doom and gloom situation. And I, you know, I'm sitting here saying, don't let that weigh you down. I'm taking your words, JR. You know, I'm trying not to let it weigh me down. And yet I'm sitting here and painting a picture of doom and gloom. But oh my gosh, our leadership here in Colorado is devastating our way of life in what we do and how we're going to be allowed to do it. And, and it is all with the people that are in control in our leadership here for the state and it dwindles down from that. So uh, the problem with that is a lot of those people that are in control of, of our destiny have their own agenda. So I'll leave it at that. I don't want to make it political, but it is. So please vote. We have midterms coming up in November. You know, you're, you're probably the people around here, whether they like it or not, they're going to start seeing some billboards on the back of tailgates at some point because JFW 
to, to continue our future and continue the growth and secure the future of our people and our employees, we will have to get involved in that capacity. I think if, it, if it's going to affect our lives, Brother Dave, I think everybody would be involved because that's where it, it becomes personal. Well, it, it, it's been easy for us. I, I've voted my entire life since the day I was able to vote the first time I did. And uh, the problem is we've had our heads down. And I say we, you know, Jim and I talk about it all the time for the last two decades. We've had our heads down chopping wood. You know, we're, we make our vote, whether it's it's getting us anywhere or not, but we haven't been involved. And it's time to be involved now. So we're, we'll, we'll try and push for what we think is best for, for all of the people we know and the businesses and, and the employees here. So This isn't my final thought, but here's a pretty cool verse out of the Bible. They made kings, but not through me. They set up princes, but I knew it not. So it's kind of along the lines of what you're talking yeah. about there. <laughs> yeah. Hosea 8.4. Mm, very cool. Yeah, <clears throat> mine's just a well, two things. So it should be a final thought. But uh, Joanne gave me a whole sheet on <laughs> uh, bamboo training, um, on about clocking in and out. And she's added a different projects to the to bamboo when you guys clock in and out. I think I'll try to get with JMU or or Super Dave or or whatever we need to do. I think it would be a good sheet to send out on bamboo. And have people read it maybe we can do a signature page something like that but guys that just just right quickly there's there's a bunch of being able to clock in on bamboo so like if you you start your day and you break down there's a project where you can say I'm broke down you stop your time as driving you put I'm broke down you know if you're broke down for an hour you clock back in after that hour and you go back to driving so Hopefully you guys can investigate that and look through the projects in, in Bamboo. It will help payroll, track what you're doing, and pay you correctly. And then uh, just my final thought, really simple one, goes along with all your guys' stuff. I and, and trying to be better, you know, and like I said, I've ruined a lot of stuff in my life with, with my emotions. But one of the things I ran across was, you know, try to not say sorry so much, you know, and, and, and be positive about that. And... You know, I've always, I say sorry a lot, you know, sorry I, I did that or sorry I, you know, did this to, to communicate with the person that, hey, I, I did that wrong or I apologize or, you know, to try to be personable. And one of the little examples was you show up late someplace and you go, hey, I'm sorry I, I'm late. But you look at the person and go, thank you for waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And you, you're more thankful then you are apologetic. So right. that's kind of how I want to end it. I like that. I like that too. Yep. Soup. I'll, I'll try to remember that. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to think in the moment. You know, the the saying hindsight is twenty twenty, and it is. Oh, yeah. totally. You stop and you think about it. You think, wow, I was a jerk, or whatnot. So uh, everybody think before they jump, and have a great day out there today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My final thought is just. Uh, Jim, I know you like Teddy Roosevelt so much. I know a couple people, they, they always have like these presidents as their mentors. And I didn't have a final thought. I'm like, let me look up a Teddy Roosevelt quote. But this one's kind of funny. And it's, uh, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. <laughs> I just read that one the other day, Jim. Loved it. But Loved Theodore it. Roosevelt. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here and have a great week. Thanks, everybody. See you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.